All right, so David J. Hey man, how you Thanks doing? Thanks for having me. Of course, dude. You look at I was uh, yeah, that didn't really freeze as well as we wanted to. But hey, I this is a 2021 ice cube. It's like <laughs> it's perfectly formed for this year. Mine's half done. Yours is half done. <laughs> Mine's still cooking. Um, so I uh, I didn't have any whiskey, and today's been kind of crazy. So I text. Uh, I text, uh, I text you and I was like, Hey, could wait, you, you want me to pick up some or you, you, you have some whiskey to bring by? And he's like, Oh, I have some. And then you came with all of this. So we yeah, need an explanation of all of these beautiful boxes and, uh, and whiskey. So yes. what do we got here? So this, this first one, well, this is a tequila that a buddy of mine, uh, introduced me to mm-hmm. and, but it's barreled. So is it, someone famous on that? Avion, it might, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. To be honest, there's so much. I mean, from wine to whiskey to whatever, like there's, there's just too much to really learn it all. So mm-hmm. I like the variety. So whenever I go in, I just ask the people at the store, like, hey, what's some something good and different? And mm-hmm. they hand me bottles, and there you go. That's what we have. But this one's uh, a lot peatier. So this is gonna be, you know. Yeah, that's your, that's your stuff. scotch, yeah. And then this is also scotch, but it's sweet. It almost edges on the bourbon taste. Really? Yeah. A scotch that isn't peaty? Yeah. Well, I want to go for that. So, all right. Yeah. Let's start us off there. Yeah. Glendernock, if I'm doing that right. Yeah, so, I wouldn't know. Um, we're living in some crazy times, my friend, and we're probably going to end up drinking a few of these. <laughs> Which is all right. So right now, let's see. We're in January, January 14th, 2020. 2020 is right. No, no, we're in 2021, right? I think 2020 already happened. It's carrying over. Might be getting worse. I don't know. Yeah. What? what, um, All right. So you're an entrepreneur in Bend and um, you have a host of different businesses. Do you want to, we talk about what I'd like to talk about all of them and how you built them up because you're definitely a successful entrepreneur. And um, so, yeah, I mean, do you want to start with warm welcome or sure. just go through the gamut? Yeah, so that's the new one, mm-hmm. fun one that it's costing a lot but making nothing at the moment or very little. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that, that one started as kind of a pet project and we were just building it on the side yeah. and uh, did it for a year all around video. And at the time it was video emails. And then we said, well, you know what? People are really desiring to be together, but they can't. Mm -hmm. So let's try and take video and personalize every part of a business from a video business card, uh, you know, a video page or a video bubble on your website Mm -hmm. to video email to video um, signatures, email signatures, stuff like that. Um, Yeah. yeah. And so you're making that connection happen and we're looking to test with someone. Could you put warmwelcome.com on the uh, cast thanks jacob um and so we're we're getting excited to utilize it in ways of just like personalizing um how we reach out to potential clients and current clients 
Uh, so um, we've already come up with some ideas on how we're looking to utilize it with our account managers because we have a typical, um, which is outside the realm of what you and I were talking about uh, when we were talking about utilizing it for uh, outbound sales, but is inbound uh, retention by sending over, um, we were thinking of even having a report sort of a video where like it's like, hey, here's your report, click below, nice. and, and I hope yeah. you like it, something like that, and personalized video just for them to see. Um, and it would bring a really good, I, I only see retention going up with a tool like that being utilized and excitement going up. It's like, wow, this vendor really cares about me. They took the time to make yeah. this video when really, I mean, we're still taking the time, but you're able to, um, automate it mm -hmm. is what warm welcome is doing. So I find that neat. So what's the other businesses you have going to? So there's warm welcome and then, uh, agree.com mm -hmm. past gallery which is uh, kind of photo galleries for photographers. That's the longest standing one, the biggest one. Uh, site cards, site viewer, uh, shoot and share. Um, How do you manage all these? I, I don't manage them. I hate managing anything. <laughs> I, I, you know, I look around here and, and I see all the people and everything you have going on and I'm like, I need another drink. Yeah. <laughs> It's intense. Yeah. So you, you got all this stuff going on with like, what, no, t no, no employees or like, I know you have like yeah. kind of remote ones. Yeah. I mean, explain, cause you definitely have a lot of things going, but where's the labor coming from? Right. Technically one employee, we've been trying to get him moved into a contractor role for a couple of years, but he likes being an employee and okay. he moved from Ben to uh, Idaho a mm -hmm. couple of years ago. Good uh, for him. Yeah. in the right place right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Lots more people moving in that direction. Yeah. Um a couple more of these will get into. Yeah, that. we will. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen. Anyway, so uh so I you named like at least seven businesses. Mm -hmm. So how how there's so many people um that watch it are just like I want to I want to be an entrepreneur but I don't know how to start. And yet here you are managing seven. I have an incredibly difficult time with two. So I'm more yeah. than uh, intrigued on what your tactic is on not being like, not going down rabbit holes on one and keeping your pulse on all these. Sure. So, so I started out running them and, and uh, you know, I'd start a company and I'd run it. And essentially in, in that, you know, moment you're, CEO, you're casting a vision for it. You're coming up with the ideas, mm -hmm. but then you're oftentimes like heading up sales, heading up marketing. Those are often driven in, you know, from the Absolutely. same person. And, uh, and over time, as a couple of them got bigger, I realized that I was actually like hindering the business and I needed somebody who could operate it better than me manage it better than me and grow it through this next kind of life cycle mm -hmm. uh, because all my ideas and even the original vision which had now changed um, it wasn't going to be uh, helpful for me to continue to bring that and so i hired somebody much more financially minded ops minded mm -hmm. and he stepped into that management role and started to clean up a lot of the mess that you know startup guys create mm -hmm. and and it was really helpful for me because I realized where my sweet spot was. And I was then okay kind of handing over the reins and saying, hey, I need someone to manage this. I need someone to run it and operate the business, mm -hmm. which I hated doing anyway. It was draining me. 
Um, and so then that let me step into startup role again. Yeah, because you, I, I think like me, have more of a, uh, to, towards businesses, a, a liberal mindset. And I don't mean mm -hmm. liberal as a political mindset <laughs> by any means, because I know that's not yeah, how yeah. your most entrepreneurs' minds don't end up going. But um, liberal for con con versus conservative in a business concept is like liberal being the free thinker, the going and getting uh, sure. stuff done with a new idea, going outside the realms of what has been done within the uh, economy, the community, and finding something, and just kind of getting stuff done, and then whatever happens behind, we're a conservative that can then come in and basically fix up everything. And I think a good mm -hmm. business can end up having, needing both. I'm a more, I'm a liberal type of thinker when it comes to business of just getting stuff done. And then Sarah, my other half, she, if it wasn't for her, the company wouldn't still be around nice. for, yeah, there'd be yeah. no way. So, cause she is able to put it all together make the numbers make sense and everything of that nature. So yeah. having those two are really a big key. But I think what also is huge is your acknowledgement that you need to let somebody else come in and, uh, take the football from you mm -hmm. on your baby. And that's something that's really hard for uh, entrepreneurs, more like merchants, mm -hmm. I think, like people who get into business and they don't get outside of like just themselves is a merchant mindset, so to speak, is mm. that they need to do everything. Mm. And we're not made to be able to be like both a liberal and conservative thinker at the same time. Right. So um, kudos to you. I remember because we were in the same uh, business group, Opportunity Knox, for about a year and a half or two or something like that. Yeah. And I remember when you were going through the whole, like, what do I do? It was with agree, I believe. Uh -huh. yep. And you, and you were debating on whether or not to hand it off. And we we're like, Oh, maybe you should, maybe you shouldn't. And you decided to do it. And it seemed to have been the right move. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was going to um, hand it off to the team that was running it at the time. Mm -hmm. And we ended up, or I ended up not doing that and uh, brought in, this advisor of mine to, to run it. And we parted ways with the entire team. And over the next uh, 18 months, it continued to grow at the same pace mm -hmm. that it was growing with the entire team on it. So we were burning money, you know, at the time it was bringing in, you know, eight or 10 grand a month and we were burning 40 to 50 on the salaries. Mm. So got rid of the team. Now it's bringing in eight to 10 grand a month, but there's no overhead, there's yeah. no overhead on yeah. it yeah. and continue to grow, 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 grow. And now it's, you know, 35 grand a month with no employees on it. So it's one of those weird things with a business that, you know, like a jet, right? It's like, take so much energy to get it moving, get it off the ground. And the people that are part of that process, like are bloodied and, you know, yeah. they're, they have to battle through it, but there is a point where these businesses can become uh, their own sales and marketing vehicles. The customers can go and do that. And mm -hmm. you can set it up in a way where you don't have to continue to invest, 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 invest. And the business can keep growing and you can, you can sell it or you can just cash it out over time. Sure. You turn it into a lifestyle business. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's just uh it's not something normally seen for when you made that decision to do it and it's obviously seemed to pay off and now you're on to other ideas um while that one is still paying you mm -hmm. um so before we started recording you're um you're saying that uh you're gonna be in florida for six months 
Yeah. Now, David, why in the world would you be going from Oregon to Florida? <laughs> why would you? I mean, the great open free state of Oregon to yeah. Florida. Yeah, it used to be. Yeah. Um, no, I, I do love it here. I mean, there's so many good things. Then why are you leaving? About uh, well. <laughs> There are some key drivers to it. Um, yeah. One is we're going through the process of selling a company, mm -hmm. and you've got a 10% income tax here and a 0% income tax in Florida. Interesting. So that makes it a pretty easy decision. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then you go down the list and you say, okay, kind of from my family side and my kids. Have your and, kids go to school. Yeah. Go to a restaurant exactly. where you can eat inside. Exactly. Um, I don't know, go to a bar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, get, get, yeah, I, I, yeah, we have our own park. Well, this is becoming a problem in our state. Definitely. Of people yeah. drinking and then uh, the suicide rate, how it doubled in 2020, more than doubled. Uh, Crazy. It, it, that, you know, that's the thing that the media doesn't pick up. You know, we're doing this whole for the greater good and shut down all the businesses so that we can save grandma. But we've had 17 COVID deaths in 2020 in Deschutes County. And 11 of them were in hospice. And six of them were over the age of 70. The other six. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, um, we have 45 or 43 suicides in 2020. In Deschutes County, where in 2019 it was 21. So, so yeah, we've already eclipsed. Yeah. The, Are we saving lives? No Not way. according to those stats. Yeah. And hey, look, remember, those 11 people, hospice. Mm -hmm. So I, and I get, I get, I mean, so you're going to Florida for uh, liberty, it seems like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. On, on every level, right? I, taxation. I mean, income tax was not a thing in our country until 1913. A lot of people don't know that, but it was, it was, it's, it was, it's unconstitutional. Yeah, we tried to escape it when we built the country, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's, that's what the revolution was about. No taxation without representation. That, mm -hmm. that, that is 1776. But, um, you know, you're, when you're on the woke coast of Oregon, California, <laughs> and uh, Washington, then they seem to forget that for the greater good. Yeah. Um, but that makes things hard. You know, the, we, you know, you're very vocal about what you think is going on in our community and in our state as being wrong. I definitely am as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure this podcast is going to piss off people and have a lot of people agree <laughs> with it. But um, what, are, what have been some ways that you've been able to, have you been able to turn anybody's opinion, you think, from uh, keeping the businesses shut down to opening back up through any of your discourse on Facebook or any of the social media platforms? I don't know if anyone's really changing their mind. I, I think what's been really great about the last year is that you've had people really stand up for mm. um their conservative value right and say hey these are val these values are really important to me mm -hmm. you know 10 years ago i would have said the conservative party dead yeah i mean we had no energy it was a bunch of old white guys like it was pathetically yeah. dead mm -hmm. and you know trump came in disrupted everything in politics but he re really, I think, revived the idea that um, these values actually create a better life when you live by them. And uh, that's something that I think just hadn't had any real uh, voice behind it for so long. The values you speak of are that of uh, white nationalism. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, well, that's what the left would say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know, but that's the big problem, right? It's like uh, to say you have conservative values is to basically a lot of people that watch any it's now fox news as well but mm-hmm. any of the mainstream media mm-hmm. is that like oh you're conservative oh you voted for trump that must mean that you're a you're sexist racist, yeah. racist white nationalist yeah oh yeah i mean the amount of times i've been called a racist i mean our customer service teams you know get emails every day like i hate your company your founders are racist <laughs> and it's like i that i know of never done anything racist in my life no. but you know I, I fit every box, right? You're one of the kindest, most happy. I have never heard anything remotely racist yeah. come out of your mouth. Yeah. It's, just this, it's just this black and white. If you vote for Trump, you're racist. Yeah. And I was like, then does that mean if you voted for Biden, you're a pedophile? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, that so man extreme. likes to smell little girls and grab them over and over again. And all that stuff kind of got scraped. That used to be all yeah. over the internet. And then um, once it became that he was the secured nominee, I would show friends. Like, well, I was like, check this out. Just him just smelling little girls. Weird. In photo shoots. Just weird, dude. Really weird. Over and over it. and over again. And it was so easy to find. And then once he became the uh, presidential front runner. Yeah, I mean, I, I was able to find them, but it wasn't as easy as Biden smelling girls and up it popped. Right. Like it, it was buried. Yeah. Which um, is a bigger problem. I think the, the fact that so much of our, uh, you know, it used to be news and then there was social media, mm-hmm. right? So it was media and then social media. But it's like the information that we're getting, we, we have no idea if this is real information or not anymore. Yeah, it's a huge problem. That, that's... That's gnarly. When, but you know what I was thinking about that? When did we know? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good point. I think we at least thought we knew. Yeah. Or we at least thought Walter it was Walter Cronkite fair. was taking us in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Tom Brokaw wasn't lying to us. Yeah. yeah, we're all trying to digest it and understand and get to the truth. And that's where I think right now we're in a real problem because people are trying to talk about stuff. They're, they're, tr- they're literally trying to uh, find the truth. And then things are getting shut down and people are getting silenced and things are getting censored. And it's like, where can you have an open conversation, right? Like, like we can do it right here. Right? Trying to. But as soon as this goes out on the web, we're now, we're going to get censored. We're going to get governed. We're going to. Um, yeah. And, and that's what I think is really risky in the long term is when, especially tech, especially tech. But I don't think government, I don't think tech, I don't think anyone should really have that much power to control or censor what people are saying. Well, right? the, uh, <laughs> the First Amendment is freedom of speech. Yeah, but we're seeing that that's now not getting upheld. And, it, and it's not across the world. It, it has gotten shut down, you know, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But now to see it happening in America where, you know, you can't even start a platform like Parler and the president yeah has been booted off of everything of everything right and not just him but tons of people i mean seventy thousand people yeah yeah uh on twitter in one night yeah um after a year after a year of the left inciting violence directly mm -hmm. like you could 
you you look if you're saying that what president trump said incited violence like yeah i could i could tell somebody hey what do you think about you know liverpool football Mm -hmm. and they could go batshit crazy and go start a riot did I incite the riot? <laughs> like, Obviously you did. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look at what happened for a year with the amount of violence and rioting, okay, you want to protest, that's fine. Protest, no problem. You want to go and try and burn down a bunch of, you know, police precincts with police officers inside? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what happened in Portland yeah. and was endorsed by, you know, the governor there or, or, or yeah, the mayor yeah. and our governor. And so we had the left inciting violence for a year. Mm-hmm. And, and then it gets flipped on this one little event that um, is like, oh, okay, now, you know, now, now it's, a it, problem. It's, not, it's a problem. Yeah. And it's all these guys' problem. And that's where <clears throat> which, I think we're going beyond which it, conversation. Which it is a problem, right? Like we shouldn't be... Uh, ramsacking a capital, um, but why are why were we what, because so there was six people who died at that event, but during all the BLM protests, right? I think I think the number uh, a lot more than that. A lot more. <laughs> I'm trying not to. It, it's a lot more. I'm not going to put out a number because I don't have it memorized, but significantly more for the people who died during the Capitol um, siege, whatever you want to call what happened. There's so much footage of like cops just letting people in. It was really bizarre. Weird, like, what, yeah. yeah, the truth I, I think is yet to come. I think we might have a wild next seven days until Inauguration Day on what went down. I don't know. Um, but. Uh, Four of them were like one guy died. He was holding a KFC bucket and he had a heart attack on the stairs. So that was one of them. He didn't get hit by a mace or anything. He just had a heart attack while holding a KFC bucket. Another one died scaling the wall. The Capitol slipped and fell. Um, Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yeah. Right? Yep. Um, but then you have the atro- like uh, so and then one cop was killed which was awful um, uh, on the side of like the people who were really pushing in there. And then that young girl got shot in the neck and died mm. graphically for everyone to see. Um, but uh, any, anyway, I think that's awful. But if we're going to censor the right for inciting that, then you would be a hypocrite to say let's not censor the left as well. Hundred percent, yeah. For all the people that have died, yeah. not that. to censor, try to impeach, <clears throat> right? They're trying to impeach the president based no, they, on that. They did, or yeah. It's the second yeah. time though; it doesn't mean anything. So. Yeah. But, but you're right. I mean, the hypocrisy is is absurd, and and I'm sure it's on both sides. But it feels like because it's so rampant on both sides that it's like conversations are ending, politics are ending, the law that we have lived by to try and create like a society where everybody can just go through their life and do what they want to do doesn't seem to matter anymore. And that's scary because that's like, what do we rely on? What, what can we have as like a baseline standard 
to build off of when well, it's supposed to be the constitution but if that's that's supposed shredded, to be the type of moral code right yeah. like and 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 that's the thing about the constitution is it is a code it's a written code and it's something that can be altered but it takes almost an act of god to do so mm-hmm. um with uh, i believe it's three-fifths of the states to ratify and everything like that and kind it's just it's quite the procedure um and so that written code uh keeps us with having a good moral compass and keeps us away from moral relativism and the scary thing is moral relativism is just whatever feels right right now mm. and what feels right right now is not upholding the constitution and getting rid of freedom of speech because I, I'm pretty shocked by the amount of people on the left that are just um, rooting on the complete, not only censorship, I mean, it's censorship, but just shutting down of, mm-hmm. of the president of the United States mm-hmm. ways to communicate with the people. And then all the other accounts, and then the bank accounts, and everything like that, and they're sh- and they're yeah. they're 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 saying yeah yeah yeah, and then they're lighting thing spo- posters that say free speech on fire. Wow, like this freaking gnarly. And just yeah. but here's the thing: you don't realize that this is just it's going to come for you. Mm-hmm. Like all it takes, like you set the precedent of um, <laughs> you set the precedent of censorship right now. And it's favoring you now because you're not the one to be censored until a new regime comes in, a new administration. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, what you're saying is, and now you're all blocked off and you're chopped down by the knees. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, sometimes they have a hard time. They have the hard, hard time foresighting that. Like, well, this benefits yeah. me right now. Like, well, you're laying down the framework for your own demise. Yeah, and, and it doesn't seem to benefit them. Like, it's... You know, we hear these politicians say this stuff, right? And it's like, oh, this is going to benefit you. If it benefited you, let's look at these democratically run states, right? Mm-hmm. Where they have super high taxes like California. And super high in deficits. Si- in si- and who super high deficits. Mm-hmm. And I was in L.A. just uh, last year getting, I don't know, it was a birth certificate or, or something for my son because my second son was, had to be born in L.A. You want some tequila? Yeah. All right. Um, I've got ice out of there. Did you see who ended up owning this? Is it? Um, it's, it's not anybody special. It's not? No. I think you're thinking like Ryan Reynolds Ooh. or something. I was thinking that, or I was thinking um, that this was on Entourage. Um, it was like, remember in, the, in Entourage when they start the tequila company? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. Yeah, was it Avion? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, LA, every overpass that we went under as we're driving was a homeless Bull camp. Full bumps. Was a, was a homeless camp above it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and then. When was this? A year ago. A year ago? Yeah. Oh, imagine what it's, it's probably like worse now. now. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, yes. Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, have you seen some of the pictures coming out of L.A.? It's straight up District 9 in that bitch, man. It is bad. San Fran's turning into that. San Fran has had it legal to shit on the streets for the past six years. And then Portland thought that was woke as hell, and so they did it too. (laughs) Let's just think about that really quick. As a society, and if 
people in the city council of Ben are listening to this, please do not pass a yeah. woke ass law to make it legal to shit on Wall Street and Ben. Yeah. As nice as you think that is, think of what would happen if somebody shit on the street in ancient Rome or what, what would happen to that person? Somebody's just like, you know, I'm just going to take a dump. Right? They would kill him. Yeah. Okay, so now let's just think about going to Portland. And this is what you could do. You could literally walk up to Nordstrom and right in front of that automatic door, take a big old dump. And if your dog does it, then that's a $300 fine. But if you do it, so if I brought my dog to Portland, if he took a dump and if a cop caught me, then I would be like, all right, well, I, I'm going to get the most out of this and take a dump too and not get an extra fine out of it. But that's literally <laughs> the world that that's literally the world we're living in. Like yeah. imagine if NATO, okay. So you're just like, yeah, well, Rome was like, you know, everybody, you know, Native Americans, like the left environmentalists, they want us to be like that, right? Like no, no energy, live like the Indians, blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay, cool. Uh, what would happen if an, if an American took a big shit next to a teepee, just like, or in it? Yeah. They would fucking kill him too. Some arrows flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, come So where, where did our comment, so what did, what did San Francisco do to like, God, this human shit? Cause San Francisco used to be this darling city that I really used to, I, I, I didn't, mm. I don't really like cities, but if I went, when I went to visit San Francisco, I was like, this is gonna be fun. And it was. And then the human feces thing started, and it's gross. It is beyond gross. Yeah. Is the, the charm, the full houseness is gone. Full house. The full houseness is gone. Actually, in front of the full house, they clean that. So they have like a constant like shit supervisor on that block. They do. I swear to God, I walked by it. It was crazy. Like there was urine and, and feces, and then full house, like, nope. And then continued to like watch where you step because it's human shit. So they developed an app. Wow in san francisco <laughs> to pick up poop so if you see poop oh you, you point on the app and then somebody comes and they get it wow. so I, anyway some, that some government worker comes right the taxes are paying for i it. i don't know if it's a pri i mean it's got to be subsidized by government because who's going to pay it's for like, that right it's like uber for for shit it's like you just order the an uber shit the bomb squad take an uber shit yeah. by, by the way I'll, I'll plug these people bomb get, squad's great dude I don't think they would want, I mean, I guess they They're would take amazing. the business, but Sally, listen, they, we do not need the bomb squad for downtown bend. No, don't do that. Yeah, no. Please. All right. Anyway, bomb squad, for those that don't know, they'll pick up your dog shit. Best thing ever. <laughs> Best thing ever. <laughs> All right. Was it the actual, is it the same company? Yep. All right. Dope. See, I knew something famous was going on with that. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, sorry, some, I went down the side. shit rabbit hole. So we're talking about um, what were we talking about? <laughs> the bombs in L.A. Yes. Yeah, how you're seeing that like just growing like everywhere. Well, yeah, and and so it's like okay, if these policies work, if the way that that Democrats want to run this country worked, mm -hmm. we would see their cities being better, right? We see it failing like over and over and over again. Doesn't mean it's all bad. I think there's some bad stuff on the right. There's some bad stuff on the left. There's some bad. There's some good stuff on the right. Good stuff on the left. Yeah. We can all agree to that. Uh, definitely. Yeah. I think universal healthcare would be dope. Maybe we don't. You know. I think it would. Yeah. I mean, I just think it'd be. I just think it's kind of screwed up how people have to like decide whether or not they need to like super glue their hand together or if they need to get stitches in their hand because they can't afford it. I'm like, oh man, oh just yeah. Be able to, that should just be a no-brainer. It should be more simple and more clear, you know. So it's like whether the government complicates those things mm -hmm. and the private sector simplifies them, 
is like i don't know yeah you know? i'm not i'm not sure either all, all i know is that i'm just i think that might be like when you're saying good on the left going around it's like, i think that might be a good thing on the left yeah. um should everyone be be protected and cared for when they're sick or something like that i think absolutely should that be the government's job yeah. or will they do that well should the left bring in fascism? No, but they are. So, you know, is yeah. what it is. Which I don't think that that's the the irony of that is so ridiculous <laughs> so, when you think about it. Yeah. The Antifa for anti-fascists, anti and it's all like Trump's a fascist, everything like that. But what is being rolled in in front of our eyes right now mm-hmm. is fascism. All you got, can you just Wikipedia up the definition of fascism? Um, so I'm. I, or Wikipedia, that's a good source. Let's see what comes up first on Google. Another great source. God, <laughs> duck, duck, go fascism, because they're probably changing the definition yeah. as I speak <laughs> to be like anything Trump does. <laughs> is now. All right, fascism is a form of far-right authoritarian ultra-nationalism characterized by a dictatorial pile of forceful suppression of opposition. Yep, they already changed it. So, um, so basically what fascism is is when you have you bring you basically bring uh business and corporations and and government together in authoritarianism and is that not what we're seeing with facebook that's Twitter, exactly yeah Google, big tech and yeah big tech is doing exactly that it's exactly that. that's exactly what's happening and it's happening from our eyes um gosh i wonder gosh this is crazy i was just looking at this i literally was just looking at this definition like two months ago being like yeah that like corporate national and that's what hitler did stuff like it they changed well, the, it. The they fact that they, they le- it. that they start it with far right. I mean, like. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Well, duh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, but the, what, what's what's to me where I thought the left was what I thought they were going to do is communism. But they're bringing they're actually doing they're doing fascism right now, which has been very, very fascists believe that liberal democracy is obsolete in regard to complete military society or totalitarian one person. That's um I, I mean we I, found I, I can't a... even I can't even trust this goddamn site anymore. I really can't, dude. Well, they certainly found the power button. You know, this last year was like I think I think governments around the world are built on power, right? And this year we had you know covid come out can you see what you can find on the on like DuckDuckGo or something on just like comment saying what i'm saying the comment this is blowing my mind sorry yeah i i like it was literally just the top thing like wow. two months ago yeah and now that they're doing it it's been I, oh everything's shifting i just am yeah. having such a hard time keeping everything straight anymore yeah that's that's it everything's kind of getting moved around underneath us um yeah i'm not gonna keep on reading if, if you see something then let me know or you just mm-hmm. be like no bud you're wrong according to the internet and that's fine if that's the case that's the case never yeah. mind yeah what's scary is the is the the power button right and it was like i think government's been looking for it probably on both sides right i well, think they got it pretty good yep with that uh yeah with that covid power button dude they realize that people will if they're afraid especially about their health, we can do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And 
that, like, I don't care what side is in power, you know? I don't want anyone in the government telling us that, like, you can't work. Like, no, you have a restaurant? That's how you make your living? No, you can't do that right now. Like, you have a shop and you sell widgets? Nope, you can't work. Like, to me, the, nobody should have that sort of power over somebody else. Like, it doesn't make any sense for society. And they found it. And, you know, you can go down the rabbit trail, you know, to China and say, well, obviously China hates Trump, yeah. right? Yeah. And so would something like this come to throw the world into a frenzy? Like, it all makes sense. I don't know enough about that trail to go down it. But regardless, the problem is that People are giving them that power. And now they know that, hey, if we want another taste of this power, we just need another pandemic. Yeah. And that will screw up our society more than anything is if every other year the government wants some more power. So we have another pandemic and we have another health scare. And now everyone's living in fear all the time so that the government can, you know, not so that, but because the government is on this power trip. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think it's so important for businesses in these lockdown states, including ours, to stand up and open up like yeah. Vista has done here. Yeah. Love it. I mean, because if you submit, um, especially if you're in the restaurant industry mm-hmm. um, or hospitality or the gym, there's a lot. And then the businesses yeah. that support those. I mean, the, mm-hmm. that's the spider web that people are like, oh, it's just a restaurant gym. It's like, do you know how many businesses support those and mm-hmm. all the commerce that's done in between that and the tourism, that and everything? Does that? Yeah. No? Okay. Well, just so you know, it's more than just restaurants. But anyway, um, that is um, these restaurants that are these owners that aren't standing up. Um, you're just, there's no money for you. Right. You're just going to go under. So would you rather go out fighting or would you rather slowly bleed out? Because right now they're just slowly bleeding out. Yeah. They know it. I've talked to a ton of them. I've tried to convince a bunch. I won't name like long conversations. You know what they're worried about? This has come up consistently with a bunch of different uh, local owners. They're worried about the woke culture and what they'll think of them for doing it. Yeah. And you know what I tell them? It's like, look at Kivista. They are slammed. Yep. They are beyond slammed. Mm-hmm. They have a giant jar that is literally, mm-hmm. um, for those that are listening and so looking, um, it's about a three-foot diameter, and it, it's about a three-foot uh, high cylinder, mm-hmm. and it is halfway full of 20s, 100s, 10s, awesome. fives. Yeah. And what it says on it is... Uh, OSHA find money. And so that's a community supporting Kivista, not to mention that they have so much business to help pay for those fines as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it slammed. I was in there last week, and, I mean, it, every seat was taken, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> the line was literally going out the door. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. If you just have some balls. Just, just, <laughs> just o- have some balls, open your yeah. business, right? Yeah. 
I, I talked to the owner. I met her at church, actually, Ben Christian Fellowship. I started going there mm-hmm. because they're open. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, holy crap. These people, like, they all show up. It's kind of a bunch of old cowboys. And, like, we just kind of hang out for a couple hours. Like, no, no one's freaking out. If someone needs to wear a mask, there's, like, two people out of hundreds wearing mm-hmm. masks. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of how it should be. Yep. You got an issue? Cool. No problem. But most people don't have an issue. So... It, um, I met her there and, uh, you know, she had a really cool kind of perspective on it. Cause she's like, Hey, we're just going to kind of keep going and doing our thing. Like it was this very like peaceful mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of thing where I get more riled up, but it's like, just open your business. What's the worst thing they're going to do? Close your business and you just start another one. Right? Yeah. Well, just- you know, they, and, and so what they've done is they, they sent a, uh, that uh, they got a ticket and that they would need to show up in court. I forgot. I think it was OSHA that gave it. And so a police officer came and I was there and I'm good friends with Kevin, the other side, uh, okay. um, the husband of okay. who you met. Yeah. And I was um, in there when the cop showed up with his mask and gave it to him. And I stood right next to Kevin as this whole thing went down. And the cop was just, you could see him smiling under his mask. Mm-hmm. You all see in his eyes. He didn't want to be wearing that mask, mm-hmm. but you can see him smiling and he was just saying, he's like, here's the deal. Um, this is, you're supposed to show up for court here um, on March. I forgot what it was, early March. Courts aren't going to be open. They haven't been. So if I were you, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> and Kevin's like, okay, I appreciate that. He's like, cool. I wouldn't even pay for an attorney. Yeah. He's like, really? He's just like, there's no process so why and by the time it's just threats yeah it's just it's just just threats it's just an empty threat and 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 we can see what's going like when when kavisa first opened too because basically what kevin said was like all right we're doing this two-week freeze that queen brown's having us do Mm -hmm. so and we all knew that when it was over it's like more that there would be more. I, I don't power, think there was a single fucking yeah, citizen yeah. that thought, oh, it will only be two weeks. We all know. Here we, so that was, let's see, that was November 20th, I believe, 19th, 20th. It was the 20th that she well, put it that. Like, it was like April. Like well, the first well, the, well, the, well, yeah, the first shutdown. The but I'm first, talking about the, yeah, the, the the freeze when we were like back to like wearing masks when you fucking walked into a restaurant. But where? And then when you sit down at the table. But you know, I would love to have those days back. Yeah. It's amazing what you bitch about <laughs> until they take that away. Um, and uh, anyway, so that would happen. Um, or, or the 20th of November happened. She said it would be a two week freeze. December 3rd being the opening. We all knew it wasn't going to happen. Kevin knew it wasn't going to happen, but Kevin said, all right, we're going to take the two weeks off, and on December 3rd, no matter what, we're opening. And I was like, no matter what you're opening? He said, no matter what. So I walk in on December 3rd, and I was amazed to see that not only were they open. I wasn't amazed to see that. I knew that he would end up doing that. But the whole wear mask shit was off the doors. So I was like, okay. Awesome. And I opened up the door, and I look, walk in, and none of their staff is wearing a mask. And I go, oh, you went full the other way. <laughs> And the line is just out the door. The place is packed. Everybody's smiling. Nobody's wearing a mask. And the, I get up to pay for my coffee and they're like, I'm sorry, but like, uh, not that they're sorry. Like, Oh, you're, you don't have to pay the person behind you paid for you and the next like three people and a bunch of people. I was like, really? I was like, well, then I want to pay for the next fight. So people (laughs) were paying for each other's coffees. And there was like, uh, his daughter was playing piano. It was just like this all, it was like the end of a Christmas movie. Yeah. 
around Christmas time. <laughs> I, I came into the office and I said, I was just like, guys, a Christmas miracle happened at Cavista. I was so, I've been going like every day since and just supporting them. Dude, I, and I, awesome. I'm not the kind of guy that likes to drop five bucks on a coffee. I, cause I'm not a big fan of lattes and all that stuff, but I become a fan of them yeah. because I want to, I want them to stay up. I want them to have my mm -hmm. support. Mm -hmm. Um, that's me voting with my wallet Yeah, and it actually works. Yeah. So, um, and so that was December 3rd and here we are, it's January 14th and they're still rocking and rolling still record rocking. week after record week. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and if you're debating, I mean, and so, okay. So I started thinking about this because the other thing that they were saying, like, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I want that because I said I wouldn't say who they were. Uh, <laughs> I'll set it that part out. Are um, they, they all closed? Or what's well, name? yeah, but I so so these business owners I was talking to the, the restaurant owners about opening up they, They're saying the OLCC thing is like the big trump card like the OLCC if they don't go along with it And it turns out they're right because Mazelon um, They opened and then the OLCC came hard on them and took it away and so then they shut down. What's that the That was um, a Mexican restaurant that opened. Yeah, no, I know momentarily. But um, what's the OLCC? Oregon liquor. Oh, the liquor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so they have they have a lot of power, more power than they should. They were that they were incorporated back into Prohibition era, and it should have been dismantled when Prohibition was mm -hmm. um, uh, unconstitutional. Uh, but uh, they weren't, so they've still been around since Prohibition. Um, anyway, we're just gonna have a bunch of speakeasies, right? That's well, we gonna, need to. Well, and I'm not talking just alcohol, right? Yeah, like churches, everything. It's yeah. going to be a speakeasy, yeah. right? You're going to have, you know, Mazama speakeasy. This like, is a speakeasy. Where you're like, hey, hey. <laughs> you all are supposed to be working remote right now, according <laughs> yeah. to the queen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a speakeasy. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I mean, work is, is not a bad thing. Like, people are actually happier when they work, right? Turns out. Yeah, it turns mm -hmm. odd, you know? But... When we shut everybody down, we say you can't work, and everyone's pissed off. And then you go in here to Cavista, right? And everyone's happy. It's like, you don't want to pay five bucks for coffee, but you'll pay five bucks to have a really happy day. And when you go and you're around these people that are full of joy. That is what I'm paying for now that I think about it. You're right. 100%. Yeah. Nothing, it, it probably has something to do with just, you know, you do want to support and all that. No, but, I do. But, but you like, go in there and you're like. It makes me feel great. Yeah. Like. This is a freaking cool group of people. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go have a coffee, coffee with them. Like, changes everything. Yeah, and, and like if some vegan restaurant decided to open up and they're gonna do indoor dining, I would be there. You know, I'm not vegan anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, it's somewhere to. I, I swear right. to God. Yeah, they would be the last to do it, but yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so so solution I was thinking about this is just don't serve alcohol then. Or do it in a way, okay, so another way, so ways that you can't, so th this is how we thought of outside of this, uh, some more. So, okay, have people come in and eat, don't serve alcohol inside unless they go outside. So if they're sitting outside, they can have it, or they could take a shot and go and do it outside and then go back in. Like and just have like these in between shots or chugging beers <laughs> in between their meal, and that could get them around this OLCC crap. Or they can just have some balls and all open up at the same time. And what are they gonna do right. if they do that? Yeah, that'd be the ideal. Yeah, but yeah, well, why not just keep serving? Like, like drink inside, drink outside. What does that have to do with like 
COVID anyway. It doesn't. It's just the OLCC. Is, it's, it's not getting around the virus. It's getting around so OLCC. So OLCC is saying you can only serve alcohol outside. There, this is it, awesome. Yeah, well, so well OSHA's saying, yeah, yeah. What who, it, who makes this shit up? You can't do I mean, me. let's be honest here. Like, our queen. Like, I know. I, but how do people actually think that, that this makes any sense? Because I get that we are on one, one side and, and we're like, what in the world? But there's like half the country who is like, yeah. That don't like don't eat inside. Yeah. Put a tent outside and make everyone eat in the tent outside. It's good. I'm like it's got to be coming. It's got to be less than half now. Like I, don't, I would hope so. I mean, come on. It's yeah. <laughs> like why are why are all these people leaving California if it wasn't right? Yeah, yeah. Why 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 are you going to Florida? Why are, mm. why is there a lot like Garrett looking to get out and going to Texas and, and yeah for sure yeah. So uh, it's because it's mm-hmm. shit ain't free, man. Yeah, it I, sucks. So another another idea <clears throat> is so speakeasy one's cool. I I wouldn't mind kind of going back to speakeasy days. I think that's kind of fun. You know, you know what's fascinating about speakeasies is that it used to be where only guys could go out and get drunk at bars. So women weren't allowed to go, and that's why women started prohibition because uh, they were getting pissed off that their husbands were all getting out and being drunk. And I mean, I, I think maybe that they weren't able to, which I get. Yeah. But then speakeasies got rid of that social contract, and now all of a sudden, women women were getting drunk with men, huh. and they were flirting with men in public, which is also something that wasn't able to be done. That oh. that was a big no-no really? until speakeasies, yeah. And so then, like, alcoholism went through the roof. People were getting drunk like crazy. And then when they got rid, when uh, FDR got rid of um, uh, Prohibition in 1933, uh, the, that culture shifted with it. They didn't go back to, oh, now taverns are open, only men go. No, it was, that was Everybody. the new normal. Wow. Another new normal that came with it was that, you Is know. Is that when the baby boomers came? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's pregnant. Yeah. How did everyone get pregnant all of a sudden? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're all trashed at bars. Yeah, and yeah. Don't know how to control themselves. Uh, so, what, another interesting thing from Prohibition was that um, another cultural, a big cultural shift was the the rise of mixed drinks. Mixed drinks is not a thing in Russia. Um, it, it it started because of Prohibition because people were making booze in their bathtub and you had to mix it with Coke or something oh, yeah. in order to get it Shut down because it, it was <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, and it killed some people. A lot of people actually. So Moon they, they, giant. you had, yeah, you had to mix it with yes. anything to get it down. So huh. yeah, interesting stuff. But anyway, speakeasy. You're saying um, uh, that we should go back to it. Like, yeah, who knows what new social norms will come out of it? Well, yeah, I mean, we're kind of doing it, like you said. Like you, you opened up, and everyone's here and happy. It's like awesome. I love coming over here. Yeah. Like cool. I mean, how many people came in like just wanting to hang out? Like. That's business can mm-hmm. can do that, and uh, and and so yeah, the speakeasy approach is one thing. The other thing that is interesting, and I, I don't know how it would play out legally. It'd be nice to talk to an attorney, but not the the laws or the constitution really matters anymore. Anyway, but <laughs> if it did, if it, if if as as good conservative people were trying to abide by that, uh, what if? there was a shared ownership model. 
of what of a of restaurant? a business of a, of a restaurant mm-hmm. right where now we go membership style right so i come from software world so it's like you know we're selling subscriptions mm-hmm. so if you take that another step and you say you know you get a subscription and a stock certificate right and and so when you if you want to go eat at this restaurant then um, you have to sign up and it's five bucks a month and as part of that you get you know a sliver you know of a stock option or or maybe it's a full-on you know thing that that makes you an employee if you if you structure it in a way that makes them employees and you can get around having people inside too yeah so so there's one one option is like hey if everyone somewhat owns this business and they're just coming in to the place that they own for their board meetings yeah mm-hmm. they're just coming in there so that's one option the other is this is now a church yeah Everything is a church. I, I think everything should be a church. This is now that the now, yeah no right? ser- like, now, like I saw that and that's why Kate Brown opened up the schools. That was no, no it's not. Hmm, it, that's so make why, everything a school. No no no, no a church. So so the, yeah. so so what ended up happening was on December twenty third, um, the court saw a case where uh, Oregon determined it unconstitutional for. Um, churches to restrict the amount of people that they bring in mm-hmm. and so on the 24th christmas eve kate brown said schools can reopen as early as january 1st so why did she do that she did that because that opened up the floodgates for that same restriction to then go to private religious schools which would cause the mass exodus she was worried about from private from from public to private yeah and there would be this huge exodus and they would lose out on all that money so it was never about the welfare of the children and the humans it was about the fucking money yeah well the the money and the power and the control right that government is built on that sure i mean one thing leads to another but that's what it is you can't indoctrinate the kids then you lose the next generation right and and we've given that up the last you know 50 years has been this public schooling indoctrination completely whack and that's why we you know have a couple of generations of really confused people yeah like that's the sad reality is like they're they're living in that reality that is completely you know sideways but that's what they grow up getting taught in schools you know that's what i was taught yeah you know uh, there, there's a lot to be unfortunately said on just um, the indoctrination of like um, the ideals of communism into our universities mm-hmm. and into our schools and how long that's been going on for like McCarthyism, the red scare and everything. I know that's like demonized a lot, but, and he definitely went too far, but he wasn't wrong. That was happening. Give me some of that. You want, I yeah. didn't know if you're, mm-hmm. I didn't want to mix your stuff here because you got, Definitely don't want to mix tequila and scotch, but scotch. Uh, But um, as far as communists and infiltrating um, our educational system, absolutely. I think it's one out of five uh, sociologists that are professors in our universities identify as Marxists. Holy shit. Mm. That's huge. And Mm -hmm. that's just the ones identify. It doesn't mean that doesn't include the closet Marxists. Yeah. So that's been something that's been planned. That's been going on for a while. And that's why when you have all the millennials and generation, what's below us, 
Z, X, X thing. Is it X? It's Z. It's Z. I can't. And they all, it's, it's Z. Um, but anyway, the, the, the common thread is just like communism, socialism. After us, so it's Gen X before us. Mm. Or Y. Anyway. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, X is fully on board with suckling the justice, the social justice warrior teat, man, and that that's all been yeah. designed. That, yeah. that that just didn't happen on accident. Yeah, that's uh, hate your country. That's where I mean, if you this already happened in France uh, over the past like fifteen years, where if you fly a French flag, uh, it's a sign of fascism. What do you think fly is the French? Flag. That's right. I'm not kidding. What's happening right now? The American flag. What's happening? Yeah. The American flag. Oh, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It went fast forward over the past year. It's been slowly happening over the past five. Fast forward over the past year. But it's fucked. They're trying to yeah. demonize it just like they demonize the... Not that the Confederate flag shouldn't be demonized, but that's definitely a demonized flag. And it should be, right? It stands for slavery. Cool. They're trying to make the American flag look like it, just, it stands for slavery. Wow. That's crazy. Well, that's why there's one in front of our office. I'm trying to undemonize it. Dude, I, I flew it. I have a 25 foot flag. my dog flag. pees on it, unfortunately, which <laughs> happens too often. A 25 foot flag? Yeah. I hung it up. Yeah, Our neighborhood has these different zones that were declared parks because they have huge trees in them. Okay. Right? And they don't want anyone coming in and cutting down the big trees in the neighborhood. So they're parks, even though they're kind of in someone's front yard. It's a park. I can do what I want in the park. So I took my son out there <laughs> on 4th of July, and I hung a 25 foot flag. Uh, I'll send you a, a picture of it in this park because at that time in mean, this fourth of july right this is right after you're talking about 2020 yeah july? okay yeah so this is oh right, yeah right out. i mean blm was going nuts oh yeah you weren't we weren't supposed to celebrate the fourth of july because we we're gonna spread COVID. No. now you go out and ride and protest but you do not celebrate the fourth of july or thanksgiving or christmas yeah crazy or, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just don't don't get together unless you're writing about blm yeah yeah we thought about that. Has anybody like opened their eyes to that? They may be like, "Hey, this is kind of a double standard." So I don't get. Uh, there's so hey, many. Close your businesses, but it's okay if you protest. Chris yeah. Cuomo says, "Hey, you know who says protests need to be peaceful?" Right. He said that. Oh, there's a lineup of. I mean, almost every Democrat like fully endorsed these riots where there's tons of violence happening yeah. and people dying. They call and for more. They call for more of it. Yeah. And, and I just don't understand how people can um, support them, see them say this on one day and this on another. I mean, it is. Because you're racist if you don't. And that's the Trump card there. So, the woke, so, so what you're saying is the woke thing, like you were talking about with the businesses here. We're afraid of the woke um, culture, the cancel culture. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. The businesses here are afraid that. The backlash from the woke community so, will take them out. So let me tell you what happened with this. Which Ben is getting woke as fuck, so I get it. But they're wrong because look they're, at Kibista anyway. Yeah, they're they're totally wrong. Yeah. So so we had the same thing happen where, you know, right after George Floyd um thing happened, BLM blew up and all this stuff. Um I made a I made a statement that was just based on my faith. I said, Hey, like, I believe that Every single person is made in the image of God. Like, that's what I believe. And racism violates that. So I hate racism. Like, period. And, uh, and 
I didn't even know at that time that there was this like clash between like all lives matter and black lives matter. Right. Like I don't watch the news. That was actually still kind of a new phrase at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back, I can kind of understand, but, but what they did is they, they threw me as a white conservative Christian male, you know, successful, like you're definitely racist. So they threw me in this camp, right? And they went hardcore around our industry. Cancel hardcore around what? Around our industry. Okay. This the photo industry. Cancel. Cancel David J. Here's the list of his businesses. Unsubscribe. Really? Le- oh, hardcore. Hard I mean, uh, it was nuts. Everybody was oh, or they were going to everybody saying, cancel, 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 cancel. And we had a couple of uh, people who um, I hadn't hired. I didn't know. I didn't even work with them, but were pretty far left-leaning people. So we had this internal conflict happen as well. So anyway, mm. chaos. We're kind of like wondering, whoa. When was this? How is it? This is in um, June or July, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is like the weekend after, right? Yeah. We're sending astronauts to space that weekend, and BLM is going nuts. Yeah. <clears throat> and, every, and all these people are trying to trash our business, right? And then they send me this note. And somebody, I don't remember who, who it was, sent me this note, and it, it's like, in order for us to stop destroying your business, you need to donate to this, this, and this. Company. No fucking way. Yeah. What were the, what were the companies? It, uh, I could pull it up, but I was like, <laughs> no. What, what, what was the gist of them? It was, um, I mean, there was all like BLM support, right? right? That's what I was wondering. Okay. Which we know where that goes. But yeah. um, at the time, Look you at didn't. Chaz know. or Chop, whatever the fuck they want to be called. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, no way. <clears throat> and, uh, and so then we realized that like, we have this internal issue. So fire all those people, right? <clears throat> so we don't know how this is going to play out. Looking back, we can see how it plays out. So looking back, the months after that, the three months, we can now go six months. So half of the year, we can look at the first half of the year, or we can look at the second half of the year. 20% increased top line, 80% increased bottom line. Wow. Like this is after, mm-hmm. apparently, all these people tried to kill us, tried to cancel us, went around the industry talking trash, saying- So what do you think places. happened? By the way, dude, I, I'm trying to do the scotch thing. <laughs> I, 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 dude, it's- Get the I, sweet I need, one again. I, I need to do the sweet one. Yeah, that one. I, I was. I'm able to. Do you want this? Yeah, sure. There you go. COVID proof. <laughs> we both were tested. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Anyway, um. So, so what happened? So what? What do you? How did? Okay, you're supposed so, to be canceled. Everything's supposed to go to hell in a handbasket. But the opposite happened. To, and we're not the only ones. When you look at like Goya or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's happened a Wait, lot. Wait, you look at who? Um, who is the to Goya? Yeah. So these are oh, the with conservative bean company. I'm not familiar. So, so um, I mean, you could pull it up, dude. They they Goya same, conservative beans. No, Jesus it's just like beans? no, it's just like Mexican <laughs> food or something. I don't know. I don't, but they tried to cancel them hardcore because of, like the the guy supported Trump, mm. and so they're like, kill this business, and the business blew up. It's kind of like Chick Fil A during the um during the the anti gay thing. Yeah. Yep. Like. They tried hard, and now there's a Chick-fil-A everywhere. Everywhere. That was like five years ago. Yeah. There's one in Bend now, yeah. in our woke little community. 
well, and people the, support the fuck out of it, man. I haven't even been there yet. There's always a line out the freaking like. Remember when it yeah. first opened? Oh, they dude. needed like a helicopter fucking <laughs> pushing traffic around. It was insane. Yeah. So, the, by the, the way, I'm not I'm not yeah. saying that the guy was right or wrong. I'm just saying that like when you, when he made that that movement, and they tried to make the woke community tried to make Chick Fil A go broke. It did the opposite effect. It did the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And. And I, I think it's because the, the level-headed people on both sides, they want people to express what they believe in and have the freedom to do that, mm-hmm. right? And there are a lot of level-headed liberals, and I have nothing I've, I'm friends with. Like, there's, there's, no, there's no problem with that. The problem is when um, their, their tactics are, like the cancel culture tactic is terrible for everybody, mm-hmm. right? The, the threat, like we're going to threaten you. And if you don't do this, then we're going to destroy your business. Like, that's not a good way to go through life. No, like, but then, and then you get the, the opposite results. So you yeah, have the Goya boycott. And mm-hmm. so our sales went up significantly since the pandemic. And we did well because a restaurant business declined 70%, but we also did well because of the backlash of a boycott to a boycott, to a yeah, boycott. We have our traditional customers. We kept them but we also have new customers. And that makes sense because the other thing that happens when um, a business gets in the crosshairs of the left or the right mm-hmm. is that the other side sees them more. Mm-hmm. You're actually doing free marketing So for much them. exposure. Yeah. We got so much free exposure because, you know, as SaaS, like you, do, you ended up doing a lot of... There's no such thing as bad press, right? Right. Yeah. And, and most of the marketing that was done over the last couple of years in tech companies has been on Facebook and Google, right? Well, in the last couple of years, or in the last year, dude, the conversation on Facebook and Google is dark. Mm-hmm. And you're not like getting this happy customer coming in, right? And so, you know, cost of ads and all that stuff. But then you get all this free exposure from people that hate you. They're talking about they're like driving hate, right? And that's what I didn't like about the left's main tactic in this last election it was all driven on hate. It wasn't, look how great Biden is and his policies is like, hate Trump and hate conservatives. Hate, 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 hate. Fear, 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 fear. And I'm not going to live that way. Mm-hmm. But they went that way and it, and it exposed us to so many people and they all flooded over to us because we were the only people that stood up. We were the only people that said, no, yeah, we're not going to, we're not going to bow down to and pander to BLM. Like, not going to happen. That didn't happen here either. Yeah. My team, my team internally tried to get me to, well, not, not the entire team, but a few members at the time. And I was just like, I recognize a Marxist movement when I see one. They said it. Yeah. You know, on their websites, they're, they're saying it. I know. At the time. They're, now tra- they're cleaning it up. But. Well, yeah. But yeah, no, <laughs> we, now we know. The same founders, and they still are trained Marxists. Yeah. So, so that's where I, I just think. Sorry. Standing up for what you believe in and pursuing. Which I believe in capitalism. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, dude, I love racial equality. Just under capitalism. Yeah, capitalism has its issues for sure. What system doesn't? Exactly. But con- okay, if we go down the road of like the capitalism issues, there's way more communist issues. Yeah. Like okay. if we were like in the 20th century alone, showed us at minimum. 250 million people died from Mao's China and mm-hmm. Stalin and Lenin's Russia mm-hmm. in the 20th century alone. That was from communism. That was from famine and genocide camps. Yep. 
And people don't fucking know that in our country. Like when you, when I ask who's the biggest villain of all time, the room says Hitler mm. because that's what we were trained. Don't get me wrong. Hitler's bad, real bad. But in that same century, actually during the same time, Stalin and Hitler met. They knew each other. Like they lived in the same freaking time. They went to war with each other. The same time they're alive while Hitler killed 8 million Jews, gypsies, and uh, people of color. Stalin, somewhere between low estimates is 60 million, 50 million, high estimates is 160. Just him, wow. same time, and he didn't give a fuck what color or ethnicity you were. Mm-hmm. If you just thought bad, yeah. like it was 1984, came to life. You just thought negatively about the Soviet Union, or they said you thought negatively. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if you actually did or not. Right. But they said you thought negatively. Then you were sent away to the Gulag Archipelago, an island of concentration camps that went across the entire continent. And you died. You starved and died. And uh, if that was taught in the level of detail that the Holocaust was taught to us, then a rational mind would say, yes, Hitler, fascism, bad. Stalin, communism, way worse. Mm. If you were going to rank Mm. evil by the amount of bodies that you stack, which Mm -hmm. I think is a pretty good barometer Mm -hmm. for evilness. And in the 20th century, Mao is on the low estimates is 100. We don't really know, Mm -hmm. but 80 to 250 million communism. Just they have borders that touch each other. And, and you look at communist, but you know, and all these Marxists and everything like that, and my buddies who are leaning left, and I love them and everything, but you know, they basically what they tell me is that that they've been doctored through our culture because they have successfully. The reason why we weren't taught about fucking what I was just saying is because the communists successfully infiltrated our schools and made it so we weren't, and we just focus on the Hitler being atrocity of the 20th century and not Stalin and Mao. Mm. So what they all say is just like when. If they are aware, first, they're either not aware. If they are aware, they're going, yeah, but it, they did it wrong. Mm-hmm. They did Marxism wrong. It'd be better if you do it right. I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the 200 and however many million, maybe even 300 million people, that's not enough to say that there isn't a right way to do it. Looking at North Korea, Cuba, Venezuela. Yeah. That's not enough to be like, hey, man, I don't think this. I, th- I think we tried this experiment with most of the world and it didn't fucking work. So, so anyway, going to capitalism. Yeah. yeah, a lot of screwed up things have happened there. But uh, they don't. I feel like they're not even on the same graph. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Definitely not. And I, I just think we've got to. We've got to decide what we're pursuing. Right. As a as people, I, I think as individuals, like, what are we supposed to be pursuing? Well, that's why I think there's so much frustration. So people don't know. Yeah. People have been looking for somebody else to define what their life is about and the path that they're on. And they've relied on, you know, whether it's the government and be like, just tell me where to go. Tell me what to do or their schools or their job, their boss. Right. And. When, when that ends, 
And, you know, for example, like an employee, when it's like, hey, I've helped, I've helped you, I've given you a job, I've trained you, I've done all this stuff, but like, I don't have another place for you to go. Mm-hmm. You know, there ends up being this like frustration oftentimes of like, well, you know, what am I supposed to do? And um, if we, if we sit in that too long, and I think that's where the last year people have just sat in this space of waiting, waiting for somebody else to do something so their life can continue. And that, that's where we're blowing up. People are getting so mad and frustrated because they're waiting. And again, it's part of our, our move is like, no, no, no. We're, we're in control of our own life and we're going to go and live how we want to live and do what we want to do. And we're not going to wait. We're not victims. But we have a victim message, a very strong victim message and victim mentality in our country, right? I mean, if you looked at the uh, Harris-Pence uh, um, debate, it was, it was clearly defined as victim-victor, right? Oh, yeah. You had, you had Harris, like, really communicate this idea about you know we're victims Mm -hmm. in this current system and that really resonated with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and not me at all i was like this i don't want to throw up this is disgusting because i'll never see myself that way i've been through a lot of shit i've been through you know i'm a startup guy for heaven's sakes you know like you go through a lot of stuff with people and relationships and it's hard and it sucks but when, in, when a, a good portion of people starts to see themselves as a victim, dude, that's bad news. And I feel like that's the, that is a, a big divide. That, is that That's when you just get a bunch of people to wait for some savior? Some savior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then it, it takes the personal responsibility out. It's like... That, that's the other problem so with communism and socialism is it takes the personal responsibility out. That's what's attractive. I think that's why we, we have, you know, Biden and Harris in the place that they're at is because they were, they're selling this stuff that will never work, you know. Yeah. It, it, but it appeals to certain people, and over time it's appealed to more and more and more people. It's like... Oh, what do we do with that? So yeah, I mean, what's uh, the the age old saying? If you're um, uh, young and liberal, or if you're young and conservative, then you don't have a heart, and if you're old and liberal, then you don't have a brain. I mean, it ends up appealing to so many of the young people as well because they haven't like really been through life too much yet. Yeah, not that I'm speaking with so much wisdom. I'm only thirty three, but um, I've at least got enough. Uh, times around the sun to understand that there's no such thing as a free lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, there really isn't. I mean, even under socialism and communism, uh, a good example of that is the bread lines in the Soviet mm-hmm. Union. Um, and I, I, I actually experienced this a little bit. So this, is, this was something that really blew my mind. So I, I went to Russia to um, study some volcanoes back in college. And I was on the, before I even got to Russia, I was on this flight from uh, JFK to Moscow. And I haven't been in Russia yet. I'm in the JFK airport, but there's a lot of Russians, obviously, because we're going to Moscow. And so I'm standing in line to get on the plane and I'm here. And I did, 
that's a normal American separation in line, right? <laughs> right? Like to scale. Well, like obviously. Are you talking about this year? Or? Uh, this was no. This was like ten years ago. No, I'm saying a normal separation in line. Oh God, yeah. Fuck. Sorry. Didn't mean to. No, do that's that. funny. I get it. So this is. For those of you that weren't born before 2020, this is a normal separation to scale mm -hmm. of, I don't know, like that. Like we did that to scale the human body. That's not six feet anyway. Fuck. So this is it. This is me. <laughs> I'm playing with fucking scotch right now. And I'm behind a Russian and I'm just kind of like, all right, I'm getting on the plane. And all of a sudden... <laughs> <laughs> that happened and i was flabbergasted i was like what the fuck and i was like okay and so i did that you know <laughs> and then <laughs> and i was like okay so i did that and it didn't happen again so then we get to do the passport thing uh going through customs and it was a mad free for all. And I knew right away, like, all right, this is where it's going. And then I was like, okay, now I'm in Moscow. And I was like, I want some ice cream. So I was here and, um, and I was like right here. And then all of a sudden this kid just actually, and I knew too. So I made my, I made my gap a bit a lot smaller. So normally it was that I learned it need to be like that. And this freaking like seven year old just totally just, <laughs> And I was just like, what in the world's going on? So I'm talking to my professor who was a part of the Soviet Red Army. And uh, he's like 50 or something like that. Pavel, and he just knows everything. He's a, this is this amazing backwoods man who could kill a bear of his bare hands, which actually almost happened. But that's a whole nother story. Um, but anyway, I was just like, I finally was like, dude, what is with your people cutting in line all the time? And he's just like, oh, well, that's because back in the Soviet Union, because remember, it collapsed in uh, 89, not that long ago, um, especially because this experience I was having was in 2010. So really not that long ago, 20 years ago. Um, what would happen is like trucks would show up to a town with a bunch of bread and there wasn't enough bread for everyone. So fuck lines. Yeah. It was all about whatever's left is left. And you're fighting to make sure that you're able yeah. to feed your family. Yeah. So that's where the courtesy of a line was destroyed in their culture, just like with the speakeasy. And now all of a sudden it's okay yeah. to flirt with women like that. That was destroyed. The whole the line aspect, because communism, there wasn't enough die, to go around. Your family's going to die. Yeah, so I don't care about the line. Yeah, anymore. exactly. Your family's going to die. So I don't care about the line. And that was just this huge wake up call to me because I was getting a little woke in college you know yeah. i was in college and i was like yeah you know this, this stuff doesn't make sense and we should be more this isn't that and communism you know it makes a bit more sense and i went through that i was just like oh no it doesn't mm. and they the reason the line and the cutting is happening is because what was seared into their brain is they will starve if they mm. if they you got to get act yours. civilly yeah of course you got to get yours i would yeah. do the same thing yeah we would all do the same thing and we would only, all eat each other the only way to get yours is for someone else to give it to you that messes you up. If you yeah. can get yours by going and working and getting yours, dude, we'll go and do that. Mm -hmm. But when you can't do that, right? When the opportunity is not there, which is what has been forced. When you, when, you, when you make owning private property illegal, then you can't do that, yeah. When you make opening your business illegal, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, if people don't see the setup here, they're just not paying attention, right? And And what you experience is like that sucks but that's the end of the game if we continue to 
close down businesses and force them to rely on the government. That's what you have. Like at the end of the day, it's not going to be tomorrow or next year, but it's going to be. Yeah. And, and then you just have a lot of people die. Yeah. Because they starve. If you can't produce for yourself because it becomes illegal, then how do you do it? Like, like when you literally can't. You know, and there's never been a famine in a country with free press. What would you call the Great Depression? Was that was there a famine? I guess people got really hungry. As far as the disease famine that went through, I guess not. No, I guess people just got, I mean, people made ends meet. I, I don't recall famine. So I guess not. Yeah. So if you take food out of it, but you say, hey, when there's a, when there's a free press and people can talk openly, a lot of problems get solved. Maybe it's not food in our current culture, but it could be. It will be. It could very well it, could be. It right? will be, yeah. And so it's like fighting for free speech or free press is not, just like because people want to shoot their mouth off mm-hmm. like there are right like there are real problems that that fixes and people need to be able to do that you know yeah and, and know that like what they're hearing is actually what's being said not twisted in some way yeah when people are forced to not that's the other thing is you're talking about the freedom to express yourself and the censorship that we've all been going through over the past just freaking 12 days or whatever it's been. It's, it's been nutty how fast this has been happening. But what is happening? I've been on Telegram for years um, due to a client who brought me onto it years ago. That's the way that, that was like their slack. So I've been on it for a while. And over the, I don't know, I think I've been on it for two and a half years. Uh, you get notified when anybody from your address book jumps on. So mm. one person a quarter from my address book would jump on. Uh, in the past six days, there's been 30 people. And most of them are the most successful entrepreneur types mm-hmm. who are jumping on. Yeah. So you're not silencing. You, like, you, you think you are by, like, by having the Twitter and the Facebook bans and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff and the censorship. You think you're just getting rid of them. You're not silencing them. The yeah. angry mob is still at the gates. Mm-hmm. They still have their pitchforks. You just, you know what you did? You pissed them off more. Yeah. yeah. Th- that's what you did. And to think that they're not going to communicate. Yeah, they're never going to be able to close it up. No, they're no. all they're they're gonna find a way. Even if yeah. you're just like, all right, conservatives don't have the internet. Turns out that carrier pigeons is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's gonna like one way or another. Yeah, they will. Humans will find a way. Uh huh. Um. So it it it's a spooky time, but to to kind of go into more of a optim uh, optimistic. Um, mm-hmm point a little bit as this is getting a little doomy what are some opportunities you're seeing um and whether mm-hmm. it's investing uh business wise um right either personal investing business whatever what are some opportunities you're seeing due to all this craziness well there's gonna be a lot of businesses that have been squashed and are are in a tough place and so 
there's opportunity there. You know, we're looking at selling the company. And if you look around, and, and it's a tech company, right? Yeah. So oh, we were fortunate and we did better this last year. A lot of people weren't fortunate. Um, so getting involved in those is probably a good, it's probably a good time. What is those? Is those the tech businesses or the business that got squashed? The squashed. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so opening a restaurant would be a good idea. Um, I don't know if opening one's ever a good idea, but if there's one that's already kind of has the foundation that just got hosed this year from, you know, the mm-hmm. communism that happened, yeah. like th- th- this would be a good time to get involved. You know, you have great, great restaurants here in Bend that unfortunately have suffered like some of phenomenal, you know, you look at Ariana, Bastors, like these are world-class restaurants mm-hmm. that are right here in Bend that have gotten hosed because they've had to deal with this crazy stuff. And, and there are others, you know, I mean, Cavista is like, I think they're going to have a really cool opportunity to expand and grow and do that. And so, uh, being a part of that and helping facilitate that, helping do what I do in the startup and tech space Mm -hmm. and attaching that to what they've built in the physical coffee space would be really fun. Um, But then, I mean, look at, you know, security. That's a huge one, right? People are freaked out. And and so I just popped up a website that is going to grow into kind of a, more of a information is defend bend defendbend.com and it's like hey we need to defend our freedom here we need to do, defend our freedom to uh work mm-hmm. right and you know you mentioned the queen and that's the biggest threat to that at the yeah. moment uh but then there are other threats and it's like defend our family defend our faith like we there are things that that need to be defended and i mean it's crazy right how many guns were bought this year right yeah by by people on both sides like Mm -hmm. they're you know the liberals are buying guns (laughs) the conservatives buying guns. like everyone's kind of freaked out and and so the the personal private security space is going to be a growing one and i mean what the liberals try to do this year with like cancel police (laughs) dude who who thought that's a good idea like they should be the first one to be taken behind the barn. Like it's the yeah. dumbest idea ever. And and so it's really dumb. If 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 the government is going to cancel police, what's going to happen? The wealthy people are going to hire private security. Absolutely. I guarantee you. And that's third world, right? Mm-hmm. And so right now we don't have that. It's very much third world. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we don't have that. So it's like, dude. I'll hire a bunch of cops and create my own private security company and we'll go out and like, there's a big business there that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been learning that stuff and doing that stuff. I like hardwired a like pro level security camera system in my house. It's I'm- so screwed up that that's actually a good <laughs> idea. Ugh. It's, I mean, it is, but like you said, if we don't want to look at it pessimistically and just like opportunistically, no, it's, yeah, it's like, a good opportunity. It's just like I, I, I've been in El Salvador for business, and my clients pick me up in an armored car and have like three security, yeah, 
armed guards on me at all times. It was super fun, uh, but it was weird. Mm -hmm. And to think that that could be happening here. Oh, yeah, it is for sure. I mean, how many? Well, okay, so Zuck just the other day told all of his employees, when you go out in public, don't wear Facebook gear. (laughs) Why do you think he did that? Because he's he's doing this radical stuff and censoring people and closing down all the stuff. And so he knows that that is not a, I mean, he knows that's going to create some hate. opposition. And yeah. Hate, yeah. And when the conversations end, the bullets start flying. Like that's just the reality. You, you tell people that you can't talk about stuff anymore and you just need to do what we tell you to do. Americans are going to pull out their gun. Mm-hmm. And and so that's a that's a you know it's the largest standing army in the world yeah that but like all of us american hunters yeah yeah 12.7 million to china's 2.1 yeah the amount of gun owners in america like you think you're just gonna go and i mean biden says the dumbest stuff like dude you're not gonna go and just take away everyone's guns it's gonna it's not gonna happen like you can do Weird Could little, little things, yeah. But it's, I mean, that can happen quickly. No, without a lot of bloodshed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a good opportunity security coming. I, I, I think actually, like a good opportunity for those that are willing is like open a restaurant. Be yeah. the only do the cavista thing. I've watched it work for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So have the balls and be the only one in town. You'll be so far ahead of everybody else. You're oh going to be so casual. And you can charge whatever the fuck you want. Do whatever you want. You exactly. charge whatever yep. you want. Yep. You're going to be tipped out the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, if you look at it. Like, it's not like, it's not, this isn't a theory. Look at Kibista. Like, this, this is a fucking fact. Yeah. It's, when, you're, when you're the only game in town, like, you're the only coffee shop in town that's open. Yeah. Like, you're going to crush it. Yeah, it's like it's weird. It's what a concept. Yeah, you're you're like you're a marketing guy, so you look at branding and positioning, and positioning is all about sticking your flag in the ground. Mm -hmm. And that's what Kavista did: is they stuck a flag in the ground. They said, "Here we are. We're open. Like we're just going to run our business, and they are winning." And so it's like if if anything, it's the they're killing it. It's the easiest time to win in business. It really is. All you have to do is open. I know. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do. And, and it's like you can get an SB. They're handing out these SBA loans with like 3% interest like crazy right now. So you could just have like the government pay for it. You have the government pay for your experiment. Yeah. They, they that, shut it that, down. They're like, well, they paid for the experiment. Like, Oh, that's genius. Yeah. Let them finance it. Yeah, so let the government, you, yeah, let the government you finance down, your goddamn shit. You just go bankrupt. And then file for the PPP then, too while it's happening. I Great. I love it. Yeah. So let's start a let's start a restaurant. Oh dude. Let's just open up a fucking burrito place. This is amazing. <laughs> kill it. We could kill it. I love that idea because it actually it spins it back on them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of I mean, Baltazar just went down. There's a lot of restaurant. Like you we you get space for fucking pennies on a dollar mm-hmm. for this experiment and you and we have the leverage too, so we can go in 
and be like, all right, here's the deal, landowner. We'll do a one-year lease. And like, it's normally five. I was like, do you want our money? Is anybody else showing up? Yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. So we'll do one, actually, maybe month to month. Okay, we'll give you to one year. So you do a one-year lease by folding to it uh, at hmm, typical good restaurant value in town is three other square foot. So Dude, clown half world, <laughs> half that at least, maybe 125. So our overhead is knocked down significantly. And we have Pilot View Drive-Ins, Brick House, Baltazar, just off the top of my head, that have all gone under, that are all still vacant. Um, rest in peace, but there's your opportunity as far as space goes. All prime real estate. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't matter what the fuck we decide to sell. Mm-hmm. It there's doesn't. There's so many buyers. It doesn't, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. just what we're selling is what you said earlier about Cavista. Mm-hmm. The experience, the mm-hmm. smiles. Yeah. We're experiencing a place to come in with your family and eat. Yeah. And without we getting harassed. Yeah. Without getting And if the OLCC yeah. is gonna win, then let's not even worry about the liquor license. Yeah. If that if that if that's a loophole where they took down Mazalon, mm-hmm. then for now it's just not even worry about it. Mm-hmm. Just kill it without the liquor license. Tell people they can bring their own booze. Isn't that a thing? Can we do that? I think you could do that because you do have Pine Terror and stuff like that. But then I think yeah. OLCC gets in or whatever. People won't even care. They're coming to Cavisa. They're not getting hammered. And if right. they want to, they could put, bring a flask and pour it into coffee. Yeah. But Exactly. If you're not in charge of enforcing it, like there's a, a place in uh, Vegas that you sign up for. It's a subscription membership sort of site. In the back, they have lockers. And it's because there's all these high rollers that stash their liquor in the lockers. Mm-hmm. And Where? Uh, it's in MGM. I forget what it's called, okay. but it's, it's like, it's kind of a speakeasy sort of mm-hmm. place, but it's a restaurant. But that's what I wonder is like, how are they gonna, they can't enforce it if there's enough. We all know that it's not beneficial. You know, if there's only one coffee shop in town open, then of course they can harass them. But if there's 50, Good luck. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense to harass 50 of them. I'm just surprised that more haven't opened up after watching Cabisa. You know what they are? Like, oh, fuck it. Uh, back porch, they, the rumor going around from their community is that they're, they're, they're calling. I, I might be wrong on this, so comment below, but I've just heard that you guys said that Cabisa's killing Bend, like literally COVID. <laughs> no, but, dude, nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's actually one no, I, reported I, case no. that's. Like there hasn't been. I've been asking. There hasn't. Because Lord knows and a case they would of go COVID off if they like did. Not a big deal. No. Most, the majority of everyone recovers, like, fine. So, anyway. But, yeah. Anyway, so that there, there it is. There's the opportunity. Um, so what DJ would you, and I just mapped it out pretty well in case we don't do it. Somebody else could. Yeah. Maybe I think, we should just fucking do I, it. I, think, I wouldn't cost that much. I think After Kavi- I just kind of talked this out. <laughs> should scale. I they- always told myself I'd never own a restaurant. But then the opportunity came. Yep. Yeah, Kavista should scale out. They should own Ben. They should have they should. 10 more. They should own Ben while killing shows. it. Yep. That was a pun. Punny. <laughs> Not literally. So what would be what would be the next restaurant? What would you just say, hey, this is a restaurant that Ben needs that should just open? Uh, any of them, but like, um, 
if you were to believe a bit in the, let's just say that you were worried about the woke blowback that uh, these certain restaurant owners were concerned about, and that's why they're not opening up their doors. And they are serving mostly the West Side, but Kibista destroys that argument because they're located in the heart of the West Side. I would use that as my number one marketing strategy: is how do I get all these, you know, wokers to just get really pissed off and start screaming? Dude, you don't even need a marketing strategy; you just need to open. I know, but all them going out and yelling is just going to be the marketing. Well, that, that's exactly what it's been because they go out on social media and they start posting yeah. about it with their it's masks great. and doing their selfie mask videos talking about how this is killing Ben and, and all these people seem to be like, Sweet. oh, I can get coffee there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Inside? That's great. So you can open a restaurant with no marketing. Oh, yeah. Zero. All cause No, I shouldn't say no marketing. Woke marketing. With woke marketing. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you get the woke marketing going. Dude, wokemarketing.com. See if that's available. So We woke, need to buy that. Yeah. We need to buy that right now. So get a firm going to wokemarketing.com. We take wokeness <laughs> and make it work for you. Uh, so, Dude, that's a great headline. <laughs> yeah. buy so, it. Buy it. So um, I would say the, the vacant place, uh, of course, is a nice. Uh, it's available? Wokemarketing.com. We may. <laughs> Make woke work for you. So, um, woke capitalism. Yeah. Woke capitalism. Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> I'll be driving to answer your question, I think, would be where you get the biggest flood the fastest. Um, however, it might not be the smartest just due to they have the indoor. God, the drive in. I think you just need to go. You just. <laughs> Dude, okay, so here's the conversion. The drive-in, though, is nice just in case the government yep. did come hard on you, and then you have that backup. Yeah, it's nice regardless. I think just drive through, quick, get your food, go home. You well, know. that's why Life and Time's doing well. That's why McDonald's isn't bitch about it. Yeah. Except McDonald's, I just noticed I went through there for the first time the other day because I'm an idiot. But um, <laughs> this giant sign being, wear a mask while you're coming through the drive-thru. Like, through the drive-thru. I'm not wearing a mask going through the drive-thru. Mask. Wear a mask and a shield in your car. <laughs> in your car. In your car. When you, when you see people driving around by themselves in their car with a mask, it's I'm great. like, I feel so bad for you. Yeah. Well, dude, I they do. could kill themselves. Yeah. That's actually happening. Okay. So anyway, so that that so where they're located is Midtown, and you have an easy access from both the woke side and the conservative side. And you know you're going to get flooded by the conservative side. But, I mean, the I'm whole woke argument. Whole- I'm new to Ben. What, where's the conservative side in there? In the I mean, it's more east if it's anywhere, you know. It's south oh, yeah, and east. Yeah. I mean, not that it's not woke that way. But, you know, we're, you know, once you get on the west side of the river, you know, that's where. Gotcha. Yeah, the more where, city. Yeah, like we're, we're on the Californian side. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, but even though we're on the California side, again, like Cavista is more West than where we are right now. And we're on the woke side. We're on the West side of the river where we sit right now. Uh-huh. And they are further West in the heart of woke row, so to speak. <laughs> and they're, they're killing it. So yeah. even this idea of just like the location and the blowback from that one. So it doesn't matter. You That's just, the best marketing ever. I guess so. Baltazar's, I think, would be great since they're across the street from mm-hmm. Cavista. Yeah, and you just put up a big sign saying, "Hey, people that like getting coffee, would mm-hmm. you like to come and get 
any doesn't matter doesn't have to be mexican seafood like that was i mean take the sign down put up wherever you want yep but um anyway but if to continue on this thought experiment on creating a business which i think this is kind of fascinating we know that the rent there would be very inexpensive so we went over that how to negotiate that um went over the marketing side so what would what do you think is I don't know too much about the restaurant side, but what do you think would be our most efficient, lowest cost uh, cuisine to serve? Ooh, lowest cost is tough for me. My wife's it's a nutritionist, tough for me too. and so we spend a lot on food. Yeah, because because we take a proactive approach to health. Most people take a reactive approach. You, they pay for health care mm-hmm. because their health is so screwed up. It's like, dude, if you eat good, clean, healthy, organic food that isn't pumped up with all this crap. All right, so I guess the most efficient then is like, is it more efficient to grill a steak than making Thai food? I think the most efficient restaurants, and I think the reason why Wild we, Rose is efficient as hell. Yeah. I don't know how, but. Yep. I, I think that um, we started to see the conversion from grocery store to restaurant. Right, you start to see Whole Foods serving food. Is and that happening? Yeah. I don't go to Whole Foods. Yeah, well, look at look at um, Market of Choice. Okay, like Sometimes they have go there. I, I I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, they started to have these these little bars. food courts and mm-hmm. bars and everything where you go into your grocery store where you go every week anyway, and now you don't just go there to buy food and go home and eat it. Mm-hmm. You go there and you eat it, and it makes a lot of sense, right? And I could see more blending of that world where it's like, hey, the food all gets shipped to this place and you go there and you buy some and you take it home and you go there and you eat some. Like, why not? Mm -hmm. Like, it's all there. So uh, as they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, the supermarket sort of idea I think is... um, fine there's nothing wrong with like a bigger market but i think that is a necessary piece of this where right now my wife she hates going to any supermarket because it's the same thing you got to mask up and this and that and the other mm-hmm. and so as like a necessary part of our society which is a market i would do that i would do a mixed market restaurant Mixed market restaurant, no masks needed. Yeah. Okay. Baltazar's has a size for it. I get what you're saying, too. So make like a... I mean... Yeah, I mean, that would be about half the size of Newport. Mm-hmm. If we were to use the Baltazar's square footage. Yeah. It doesn't have to be huge. No, it doesn't. Because you're serving a neighborhood now. Like, you know, the Italian style of life. Where it's like, you go there... You don't go there every month like Costco and stock up on a whole bunch of crap you don't need. Mm-hmm. You go there every three days. And part of the reason you go is the same reason you go to Cavista. Mm-hmm. Just to not have to put on a mask and be afraid. It's the market. And you mm-hmm. see Billy over there, the butcher, Billy the butcher, and you're like, ah, Billy, give me some of that same old, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that sort of relationship is driven by the everyday sort of movement of a society right it's like if you only have to go someplace once a month like costco 
Do you have a relationship with the checker at Costco? No. No. Do you have a relationship with the... I have a relationship with everyone at Cavista. Everyone. I know them all by name. Exactly. I'm there like every fucking day, sometimes twice a day. Exactly. Yeah. That is the difference. And that's why... (laughs) I'm serious, dude. Like, hey, Lauren. (laughs) Hey, bud. It's great. And that wins. You know, the relationship wins. And, And if you take that and you say, okay, what's the next business? Coffee. <laughs> I mean, the fact that coffee is an essential business, it's kind of funny, right? Well, it's not. Well. It is and it isn't. Like, yeah, you can't yeah. drink it inside because you'll die. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I guess it wasn't essential enough. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, supermarket is. Yeah. And so we know that we've got to go somewhere and get food. Whether you go, we buy a lot from farmers, you know, and get a lot of stuff that way but um we still go to the supermarket so it's like you go to the supermarket and you get food there not every month but you go there every three days you know mm-hmm. in italy they go there every day and they way home from work you swing by yep. you get your bread you get your stuff yep. and it, there's a really good part of that in society and we've gotten so big and i feel like the left is trying they're killing small business and they're saying Walmart's essential, yep. but your little mom and pop shop isn't. Yep. And that, I don't, I don't think that's a good thing for our society. How could it be? On any level. Yeah. And it, I, I, I would love for things to get fractured, including the church. I think it's bad, big box church. Big box church. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, I come from California, so it's like every you know, vacant supermarket turned into a Calvary Chapel, right? It's like, this is not a good idea. How can you really care for people in that environment? Like, mm-hmm. you care for people in smaller environments. And so I think COVID is like the best thing that ever happened to church because it fractured it into these little tiny home churches again. Yeah. That's when it works. So I would, uh, for, the, for the restaurant concept in Baltazar's, since we since we established on that side, I would be more on the side of making as many tables as possible, mm-hmm. just because people can't do that. Mm-hmm. So that would be my pushback in our mm-hmm. partnership of this: is you can walk into the store, you do have to put a mask on, but you can still somewhat do it. You can't, no matter what, be yeah. having um, be be going into a restaurant and dining inside, right? So that's the novelty that I'd be wanting to be hitting. I could be yeah. serving lard. I wouldn't, but I could. <laughs> yeah. And people, they'd, they'd line up mm-hmm. just to be able to have a home-cooked lard meal. And <laughs> <laughs> well, and to be with other people, you yeah. know? That's the key. That's the restaurant. That's what, you know, Starbucks took off on mm-hmm. is... Um, community. Community, mm-hmm. right? They realize Americans have no place to commune. And when you, when you can't go to any restaurant or any coffee shop and just be around other people, have a meal, have coffee, dude, the world gets dark. Really fast. fast. Yeah. It's really, really, really depression. And like mm-hmm. and Zoloft subscript, uh, prescriptions just through the roof. It's, it's a bummer. But okay, so to wrap this up, so it'd be smart if we did some type of restaurant market mix. In Baltazar's right away. That's the other move, too. It's mm-hmm. like you don't know when this uh, whole 
boot on the neck is going to stop. So make your move right away, get established like crazy, then expand. Yeah, because the beginning, the startup cost, a lot of it is an exposure, right? Mm -hmm. So you can take advantage, wokemarketing.com. You can (laughs) use the wokers to get you the exposure for all those businesses. And then, you know, you need to serve your customer and do it. But Hmm. now's the time. Now's the time. Like, this is the time to really launch some stuff. Got me thinking. Mm. All right. Well, Dave, it's been a pleasure, man. Hey, love being here. Yeah, man. Thanks. All right. That's a wrap. That was great. Um, I'm actually like thinking about like calling.